0: The long-awaited, long-awaited podcast, right? It's been a while. A while. It's been a while. I'm Scott Caribou Lab. We are Ride for Life. We thank you all for tuning in and listening to us today on this glorious Wednesday. I don't know what day it's going to be when you, you actually listen to it, but it's Wednesday today. Uh-huh. Sun is out. Spring is near. And I know everybody's just waiting uh, to finally get outside and enjoy this weather but today i got not only my good partner and friend josh fitzgerald but who else we got here today our first special guest
1: <laughs> special guest gary collins all right it's not Man, as good as uh, my intro could, but good. do it Let's, show you oh <laughs> you don't want to gary! <laughs>
0: Calling! Oh, see, (laughs) pretty good. Yeah, it was, man. I think you. (laughs) I think the microphone spiked. I think you missed your calling, man. So, (laughs) Gary, how are you? I'm good. Awesome to be here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you all for joining us on Facebook Live. And every time we do this, we don't really announce it, and you never know when we're going to do it. But I thank you guys for tuning in, and it looks like everybody's amped up for that. Hopefully, everybody's been doing well. And hopefully we're ready for an awesome podcast here today. Today, we are going to start off where we ended in the Beatitudes. And as people may figure out as we are going through this Beatitude, that we've done a series of these, starting with poor in spirit, what it's like to be poor in spirit, and the benefits of having that attitude. Those blessed are those who mourn blessed are the meek. Last time we talked about those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. And today we're going to talk about blessed are those who are merciful. Josh brought it up today that sometimes people translate it as happier those that are merciful. I prefer enjoying life. Joyful are those that are merciful. And why do we even care about being merciful? Because Jesus is telling us to, right?
2: (laughs) And and as we all
0: know, (laughs) as we all know, our past life may have not worked out too well. And fortunately for us, Christ gives us a second chance. And one of the things that we come together as brothers in Christ to ensure, whether it's on this podcast or whether it's later today when we go up to Lake Erie Correctional, is that if you're going to do it, then let's do it right. When God came to me and gave me my second chance and I said I want it, I knew I would have to do exactly as he told me for the first time in my life. And the thing that I was immediately directed to were these Beatitudes. And I think that's why we're covering them now, because these are dear to my heart. And they are completely game changers, right? And as we start to interview and we go and, and, and pick through some of Gary's Ups and downs and where he came from, it's usually opposite of how we used to be. And I think that's what we're finding out. And it's not a matter about being perfect people, it's a matter of, of having the will to be better. So, once again, before I hand this over and start going through some of my compadres' input, I always like to break it down when it comes to exactly the definition of mercy. And in the encyclopedia or dictionary, wherever online, mercy, this is a big one people, but it's so important. It's so important to start implementing this into your life right now and to stay on top of it. It's compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone who is within one's power to punish or harm. That's crazy. Because when I thought of mercy, I just thought it was to show forgiveness or compassion. But this is actually saying a step further that you could harm them or potentially punish them. It's inter- interesting and not coincidental, we'll be going to a prison later on today, which those guys are sitting in it. And I know you do too. And I know a lot of guys and, and, and listeners have heard Josh's story and know that he spent some hard time and we'll hear Gary's story here today. But compassion, forgiveness, right away, I know it's something that I had to implement within my own family, within my own kids, because trust us and trust me, you have the power to punish or harm your kids. Why do I know that? Because I did. And it chokes me up to think about that part of my life. Sometimes we don't have that intention to But when it becomes a problem, that's when we need to step up and change it. And I know I brought a lot of punishment and harm into my wife's life and my friends around me. And it's a tough one to to bite and chew. And I think that's what allows a lot of us to sit and stay in addiction because you can't forgive yourself, right, for all that punishment and harm. And the problem with it is it wasn't just. It was unjustful. It was because of our arrogance. Or ego, or self-wanting, or self-loathing, or obviously the excuse that most people use, well, it's because I was drunk or high or addiction. No, it's because you made the wrong choice. I made the wrong choice. At some point in my life, which was when I met Christ, I can no longer make excuses up. So once again, mercy is showing compassion or forgiveness, and it chokes me up because it was one of the strongest things. And even last night, I was telling a story. I'm not going to get into it now, but um, there's a situation where, and I think it's constant, whether it's in our family or in our lives or or when, when God puts somebody in front of you, especially that has been in your past life, to to forgive or, or to have that compassion is going to be challenging in a lot of aspects. But the wonderful part is if God chose to show us mercy, then who are we not to do it ourselves? So, at this time, I wanna drop the ball over. I'm giving him warning signs, people.
1: To <laughs> I still don't know what to say. <laughs>
0: you, 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 Josh Fitzgerald. First of all, you don't even have to go into here. How you doing, bro? I haven't
1: seen you in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, I'm good, living by faith, not by sight. Life can be scary. You know? And we were talking about something a few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, that just still holds so true. And that is if point A is the difficult circumstance that I'm currently in, and point B is breakthrough from that difficult circumstance that I'm in, I always make it to point B. (coughs) Always. Yes. So. It's up to me how I act, how I feel, what I do between points A and point B. Because they say when one door closes, another door opens, but they don't tell you how hot the hallway is. Mm. So it's, it's, it's when I'm in that hot hallway, making my way to the other door, how am I living my life? And that's been my prayer and meditation uh, in regards to myself these past few weeks is how can I still maintain an attitude of love, an attitude of mercy and forgiveness of kindness of being humble and not fall into financial crisis mode? Like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Or um, uh, my health or a family member's health might be declining. And how do I keep from panicking and freaking out and acting like it's the end of the world when it's just life. That's right. And there's going to be a breakthrough and I might not get to that breakthrough the way I think I should, but I'm gonna get there, one way or another. The
0: evidence know. is in your existence, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're still you're still here, right? So, to to everybody that's listening, if you're still here and in once again going to the Josh isms that I all I always love, and you know, I'm one day I'm like, man, what if he runs out of them? But he did, you know, this hot hallway, you know. So hey, every time he does it, but um, you know the the other one. That was just profound and it was one of the early podcasts is if there's life, there is hope. Yeah. So no matter where you guys are at today and, and what Josh has been going through with, with, and we'll figure find out what, what Gary's been going through in his life, what I've been going through, because we sign up to finally do the right thing, sometimes people have this misconception, everything's going to be perfect. And it's not like that. We know that it's life. And there's no guarantees in life. It's how we react to these
1: situations. Yeah, but Jesus came to speak to the people who weren't perfect. Right. That's who hears his voice. the in, 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 <laughs> you know, I mean, People who got it all figured out, they, they don't even hear Jesus. That's right. <laughs> you know, so, he didn't come for uh, the
0: ones that have it. He, he came didn't. for the ones that don't have it. Yeah. And obviously within covering these Beatitudes and we're deep enough into them that these are going to be very challenging things for us to do but it makes sense because you know, the old saying, nothing comes easy, but when you're in Christ, it's worth it because of the rewards. Right? So I, sorry for saying, right. I'm just, man, I'm going to have to chalk off. I have this horrible, right. That's my worst one. (laughs) Right. 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 Right? No, maybe not. Yeah. No, anyways. um, So (laughs) let's go over to Gary right now. First of all, how you doing, bro? I'm good. Yeah. I'm blessed.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Definitely.
0: Awesome. So I'm glad that that Josh invited you here today. And I would love, and I think this is something that Josh and I are talking about. Thank you guys for all tuning in here and listening. I think right now, I want to know your whole story, but that might be something we save as another day. Okay. Right? So that you can come in and tell. Testimony and 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 just because we're limited for time, I want to hear your and I think that would be awesome just to listen to you tell your whole story. Not that you can't intertwine you got it today. A long car ride today. yeah, <laughs> right. right. Your voice
1: recorder.
0: That, hey, that's right. I I got the mobile one now too. But one of the things that we want to bring to the people and I think it's very important is not just hearing from Josh and myself, because a lot of times I get sick of hearing myself. I know that, but just hearing the miracles that exist around us. And we have another fellow that we've been promising people that we're going to bring on, which is Dale. And, and I love the interview. So I think we're going to launch, I don't think, I know we're going to launch a part of this podcast that is obviously covering, uh, you know, s- specific things like we are today, but then also having these, these interviews of just the spirit in somebody's life. So the question I have for you is, did you always have mercy on people?
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can, you know, I can just <laughs> tell. It's still it's still rough at times and I got to pump my brakes and pray on it and um the first thing the way I start every day with in my prayer when I'm talking to God is I ask to be a humble servant for him and to help others and to love others. Mm. I try I make that first Clear. thing out the gate. Amen. Like mm-hmm. cuz that will start the whole day off yeah. completely different. There's yeah. no second base if you can't go right. get this first. Exactly. Right?
0: So tell us just a little bit, like, like if you had like, um, what were your struggles in life?
2: Well, addiction, um, selfishness, uh, everything that goes, well, selfishness is a major part of addiction for one thing. Um, but it, it was even there even before the addiction began. Um, just, uh, Everything bitter, that comes with it. Uh, yeah, bitter. Yeah.
0: Consequences. What was the worst consequence of your felonious misdemeanor <laughs> in ways? <wings>. Uh,
2: <laughs> prison several times. Wow. Um, health, obviously. Uh, loss of family. You know, sure. friends. Sure. Relationships. Sure. You know, there's still. I'm um, thankful you know that, that. stands
1: I, up stands out to me about you. What's that? Is when you were off to the races. One of the last times before you got sober. Right. I was. I was in contact with with your mom on facebook and and your dad and it was always we haven't heard from them and like one of the things that i know you did and i'm not saying this to beat you up because you don't do it anymore right but was just the confusion the fear the terror right uh the not knowing how their son was
2: you know oh yeah it broke my heart when my dad told me I never know and he cried. Like, I never know when I'm going to get a call at 3 in the mm. morning saying you're dead. Mm. And to hear him say that, like, broke my heart. That's when one you're the out there in the race, you don't, even, you don't think you're hurting anybody but yourself. Exactly. I'm like, I'm so miserable. Right. Well, there's, that's, you know, I'm lucky. Well, I'm blessed. I shouldn't say lucky. Thank I'm you. blessed that I have a relationship back with my son because I was in and out of his life, in and out of prison. Um, he, he dealt with a lot of my addiction and my evil ways. Mm-hmm. Um, he took the brunt of it. Uh, but there's still to this day, the, the relationship with my daughter hasn't been repaired because of what I, you know, I, I yeah. pray on it and I just gotta do the next right thing. That's right. And it, when it's meant to be, it'll be, Amen. and that thing. Um, but it, that's still something that hurts, and it's... yeah.
0: Well, you know, interestingly enough, Gary, that's one of the, the second second things that Christ told <laughs> us is the blessed are those who mourn. And, and you know, we're supposed to, and I think that was the misconception I always talk about, even with my kids, like life isn't going to be a, a bunch of roses, man. You know, we're, we're meant to, to mourn and cry over things. If that's the second thing Jesus tells us to kind of get used to it, but it's also him telling us, get used to it because it's a way that you're going to rely on me, right. not the world, is what we all made the mistake, <laughs> you know, so obviously... Just hearing and, and this is the first time I've met you, and I get the chills because God gives me the chills to confirm the right person has put in, been put in my life, so I thank you um, I'm, I'm looking forward to a long relationship and um, pumped to 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 uh, hear your testimony tonight in the prison context in front of the our men up there at Lake Erie Correctional, um, but it also brings a tear to my eye when we start talking about the kids, right like um In in, you know you're in deep addiction when you can't pull out of it when you have kids looking down at you and you know that's the horrible part about any addiction right it's just like pushing that boulder off this 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 cliff and it just once it starts rolling it's i would have to say for me it, it was impossible to stop and anybody that was on that hillside that loved me or including my kids and my wife and my friends and my everything just got bowled over, man. And it's, it's one of the hardest things for addicts coming out of it to deal with. But that's why we stress so much that you lean into Christ. Because, I, you know, I tried so many times without Christ to, to find sobriety. But in those sober moments without him, I was even more miserable than when I was a drug addict. Because I didn't have the comfort of what we're talking about today. I dished it out. I really didn't want to, but it still happened. I blame my addiction, but my addiction was entirely my fault. So how do you get out of that trap aside from a miracle? And that's the good news of today. Miracles happen. It's happened in all of our lives. And it can happen here today or whenever you're listening to this podcast. So back to mercy how important is you is it for you, and
2: was it important for you? First of all, when did you when did you find Christ in your life? Well, I grew up with a uh, a very I won't say religious a very spiritual grandmother in my life, and um, so I learned about having God in my life at an early age. But then you know you start taking on the worldly ways sure. and doing your own thing, and you forget all about that, and you're running the show, and then. Um, I think I started all my, my stuff because there was a void missing in me. There was something I, so I was looking to fill it with uh, with other stuff. The world. Drugs, <laughs> the world, right. Yeah. Drugs, money. It started off with money, and that made me feel powerful, which is something I didn't feel. Sure. And then the drugs came with it, and it was just filling a void. Yeah. And I had to find something. Had to be sick and tired, and then I had to find something to fill the void, and that's... So been, did, it,
0: did it help that... Good old grandma was back there and kind of had the foundational. Yes. And that's uh,
2: a lot of the things that I went through along. um, Like I was telling Josh, I, I thought I had bad luck. Well, it wasn't luck. It was a plan for me. And each time I was sat down and taken off the streets, it was part of that plan and there was seeds being planted. Amen. And, um. It would sit me in my cell with the Bible, with nothing to do but read that Bible, right. and nothing but wow. thoughts and lessons from my grandma would come back to me. And uh, and then, you know, it's getting me right mentally and spiritually, and then I'd get back out and yeah. take control again myself sure. as soon as things sure. weren't going right. I wanted it on my time, sure. my plan. And sure. Yeah.
0: Still wanted to have a toe in the dark side. Oh, yeah. You know? That's right. the biggest thing, and, and unfortunately... That happens with a lot of people. Uh, I'm just glad that you you finally made it. So when was the date that you actually um, got it together? And in, in in one one of the quotes that I say is became all in for Christ.
2: Oh, became all in. Well, um, I'll say December first, uh, 2000. What is it? 2015. Oh, wow. Um, and it was like well, Even before that, but I still went out and um took my will back a little sure. bit, but I was just, I was so miserable. I was like, God, just, I don't care what I do. Like, just help me get better. Sure. Like, I don't care if I have to go sit down again in prison for a while. Yeah. Just please help done. me get better. I, yeah. I, I either want to get better or I don't want to be here anymore. Right.
0: So the one thing that I, I love and in, in, I know this is another connection and it's not coincidental is I am the first one to throw luck oh. out. I don't believe in luck. I was always oh I'm unlucky. No, you're a drug addict and <laughs> you're running from the cops, you're right. high and oh my luck is bad. No, you're hanging around a bunch of degenerates and, and, and you know, you're playing the so Luck is a product of the devil, people. I just can't catch a break. <laughs> right. I can't catch a break. You know, it's like, oh, I'm down on, you know, and that's one of the things I don't embrace excuses. And, and, and that lucky thing kind of rolls with the whole excuse thing. I'm unlucky. I can tell you I was the most unlucky guy in my past life. And, and so once I ditched that whole philosophy, walking with Christ, I'm the most blessed guy in this life. And luck doesn't exist. It's just it, things happen. But in the end, because of my relationship with Christ, I'm always blessed, and that's exactly what you said, man. I'm 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 so glad that you you brought that up. There 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 are things that are going to happen that we may not understand, but that doesn't mean that you're unlucky. We are going to go through life in in even just like Josh coming through what you've been going through these last couple weeks. You you, and when things that seem like unfortunate or that bad luck is settling in it's really just god trying to i
1: believe god has a plan
0: (laughs) tell us about that plan brother
1: god has a plan and when we talk about mercy when god has the power to condemn me he still shows me mercy a pretty blessed guy i got something to say about luck good luck is when opportunity meets preparation if you're not prepared the opportunity can come but you can't seize it mm-hmm. even if it's a lottery ticket or well, whatever you did to get that dollar you were prepared to buy that lottery ticket you know what i mean i don't think gambling is the answer but uh whatever the luck is like if you look at any situation where somebody has had good luck it's when opportunity has met preparation and chances are they're doing the right thing yeah exactly so so it is it's a blessing (laughs) yeah it's a blessing so with all the stuff that i'm going through and whatever it is what it is it's nothing yeah i was thinking the other day 25 years ago like my problem was i can't believe i just got sentenced to 12 to 25 years in prison this sucks. That was yeah. my problem 25 That's years a big ago. problem. My problem today. <laughs> my problem today is my heated steering wheel is too warm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. That's I was the thinking reality. that the other day. Yeah. I was like, wow, oh, this
1: thing's hot. And I'm like, I got really great problems. Yeah. So it's I'm in the hallway. It's Love up that. to me. Mm-hmm. It's up to me what my mentality is gonna be. Because when a situation occurs, for instance, um, I had an employee uh, an employee left my business with a few of my accounts. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what I, where my mind went right away. Mm-hmm. <gasps> How like, dare yeah, this yeah. person I'm like Josh? The
0: Beatitudes, steal from the Beatitudes me? <laughs> You
1: stole from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and then I'm immediately stricken with, yeah. Well, what do you deserve, dude? You know, what do I deserve? What do I deserve? If, she, if, if this person here, she deserves my wrath, what do I deserve? So when I'm in the hallway, if I'm not maintaining my spiritual condition, if I'm not in the word, if I'm not fellowshipping with like-minded believers, and if I'm not in my prayer and meditation life, when I'm not doing those things, when I'm in the hallway, I have a, a whole lot less of a tendency to show people mercy in my life even when if it's my kid who hasn't listened to me ask her politely six times to unload the dishwasher do i need to rip her head off the seventh time mm-hmm. do i really need to no you know or or maybe i need to take more of a stance of saying okay let's do it now and go stand there and watch her do it like as long as my spiritual self is maintained and I'm traveling from point A to point B, I'm in the hallway, I can, I can treat people better with mercy. And another thing with it is I also find asking for mercy is... It could be emasculating. Could be, you know, uh, it's some kind of an admittance of weakness. Mm-hmm that I need mercy, or I need forgiveness, or whatever, but when I start to get into that mercy game, when mm-hmm. I start to participate in it, and I start to hand it out, mm-hmm. I could have I've could have suspended that person's paycheck. Sure. For 60 days, just sure. to mess with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have, uh, whatever. But at the end of the day, I had to listen to reason and say, no, you know what, she performed her work. That's right. I'm paying her for it, that's, that's right. the agreement. I'm not going to be spiteful and malicious because that's not what I want because I'm going to screw up sometime too. I'm going to make an unspiritual decision based upon self at some <laughs> point between here and my final point B. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I, 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 I want mercy in those moments. I want understanding so, from people. So if you want it, you have to give it. up. Oh
0: you have to give it (laughs) sounds
1: like a parable right
2: i mean that's the bottom line
0: like people a lot of times i say when somebody calls me and they're going through a difficult situation and this and i I said chances are that person that you think has done you wrong is a reflection of yourself 10 years ago period right The, the the situation that you were in is a reflection of a situation that you created that was not good right so god is trying to teach us a lesson through these down these valleys and obviously, people—it's—it's it's so easy to to be merciful to somebody that that hasn't done anything wrong to you. It's—it's it's, you know the whole challenge of what when God gives us a request or a demand or something that we need to implement into our life. It's showing that mercy to the one that really screwed you over. Oh, you stole from Scott. I forgive you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and so that was one of the questions I had up. And first of all, people i got to read this. Blessed are those that are merciful. I, I didn't even read it yet. For they will be shown mercy. What? That's the promise, right? And I always love to put Jesus in the middle, the little picture of Jesus. Blessed are those that are merciful, that are in Christ, will be shown mercy. So, I think that's a major, especially after going after that definition, nobody wants punished or harmed. So... Think about that, people. If we don't want that punishment or harm coming to us, then we have to start not punishing and harming others. A lot of problem becomes when people want them to do it first. And, and that's just not what Jesus is about. You have to do it first. Then he will back you up. Two things. The golden rule. My daughter brought that home a long time ago. And even when I was first, it says just... Treat others how you want to be treated. It's all, it all really boils down, and as much as the world wants to complicate it, it all really boils down to the golden rule. It's just treat others how you want to be treated. And then it goes into, what Christ, the two commandments that Christ Love God with all your heart, body, spirit, strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your enemies is as, 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 as the challenge. He even said that. Well, It's so easy to love your friends. It's the opposite. And after all, like when Josh, you're you're rolling it out. Look at the mercy that we've been shown, and we can't forgive somebody of you know doing us wrong, uh, taking a a client or a hundred bucks, or you know like I don't even want to go into the evil that I put out there. But Gary, what what do you find in your life is is it a constant? communicate how many times a day like, like like and i know mercy can come in a lot of different forms here it can, and you were just mentioned earlier and that's kind of what i wanted to talk to you about it's like and i i always admit i got an issue still with driving you know yes. Starboy scott still whatever <laughs> you know so is it just mercy on the the big things or is it mercy on everything including the small everything
2: things? the little things become big things they're just small until they become big and they all ball together um the story I told you, the story I told Josh was this morning on the way to the gym is what my prayer time and I turn the radio down minute into prayer someone cuts me off and I start letting him have it. And I'm like, pump your brakes. Sorry, God, let's you know, let's get yeah. this back on track. Yeah.
0: I love that you brought that up because people, it's not about being perfect. We are gonna continue until we die with certain struggles in our lives. But it's exactly, I had an opportunity to speak to some people last night that were struggling. And I said, it is about how quick we recognize and snub it out, right? And you were you're on point, man. You're like as soon as it happened, it went down, and I I commend you for that because usually for me it takes a couple miles, but it well, depends on the situation.
2: It, it it was so quick because I'm in mid conversation with God. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I try to be quick with it, but that one, you know, I'm in mid conversation, so we caught that one real quick. That's but awesome. sometimes it might not be as quick. It, yeah. Sure. Well,
1: even like at, at the break oven brew pub, right? Tell them the story about that when we went there to it, get your pizza. We
2: go. You know, we don't. Me and my girlfriend don't go out a whole lot. We go out for Valentine's Day, trying a new place Josh recommended. Pizza was amazing, by the way. Uh, we go in there, we're Hins in the back, in and we're sitting there having having a nice meal, had our salads. We're waiting on the pizza. This guy comes in with his girlfriend. He's a little tipsy, and we're already sitting there watching the All Star game. And he comes in being loud. Hey, uh, can we get hockey on this TV? I'm like, no, I'm watching the basketball game. He asked the waitress. I cut her off. Like, no, yeah. I'm watching the best All Star So he was like, "Well, I would like to watch it." I'm like, well, you watch that TV over there," and I'm, <laughs> i because I'm watching <laughs> like this now, one. Where can
1: this escalate to, though? Potentially. Where's his hands up? It could have been go? a fight this in is the, my whole point. the the
2: the brick right. oven. So oven. It's
1: Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yes, you're with your girlfriend. It's a special night. Right, you don't think to go out much. You yeah. would have gotten a fight. One of you, one of the two of you would have got lumped up. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> would have went to jail. Right. Yeah. right. You Imagine wouldn't, that. Wouldn't even get to taste the best pizza in Akron. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All because.
2: Well, that's what Michelle We're was like. We're not
1: willing to. Yeah. Let it go. She's like,
2: just let it go, and I'm yeah. like, you're right. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm getting mad. It's not even my TV. Yeah. And I'm getting mad. <laughs> yeah. So old, hey, the old self is coming out. <laughs> man. Exactly. Yeah, I, I saw it real quick. I'm like, you're right. Let's just. Sh- we're having our meal together. We don't get out much. Let's enjoy our dinner together. So you together.
1: show yourself mercy, too, because you had the potential <laughs> of making that into a really bad thing. Yeah, But you chose to show yourself some mercy. And you know what? The bottom line is it's going to
0: be challenging. One of the first things I recognize, and it's one of the things that I was talking to the guys at Hope House last night about is, when, because of the devastation and the life that we came from, the devil is not going to slack on trying to get to us. As a matter of fact, I found the deeper that I moved into Christ and the more I fell in love with him, the, in, in, the more, and I mentioned this to Josh just recently about seeming like a lot, of, a lot of things are coming down at one point. It's like the more ministry you do, the more you, you are in Christ, he's going to try to snipe you out, man. And what a perfect opportunity right like and you're breaking it it's valentine's day you're out you'd never really go out you know and, and it's so it's like almost to expect it is a really good offense to have you know it's it's like really to the best defense is the best offense one of the first studies i started doing is okay how's it done now that i'm in christ i know He exists. i know god's around me but what should i expect and it's been crazy i think it's been a crazy journey for all of us but the reality is, it's just recognizing it and being able. And also, I'd like to point out, like, um, you know, bravo for your your girl to be, like, you know, by your side. And right. it's so nice to have somebody that is that is on your team, that recognizes it, to kind of snap you out of that, that first thought and just taking over the TV right. and all this stuff. And just to be like, shoo, calm it down, man. How important, important. is it? Iron sharpens iron. Right. Right? And and the problem with a lot of people that are in trouble or in addiction, and even the thing I was addressing last night, it's like the trivial things is where the devil is going to try to get you. And, And after all, there was like this big uprising in the house, and it was over the silliest things. But like you said, they're not really silly because each one of those little things can turn into a big thing. And it's about following these beatitudes you know when you start losing sight of truth and respect and honesty then the devil is the first one to come in there right don't say right scott josh right right (laughs) but and um we are gonna enter into the second half hopefully everybody's enjoying this podcast here i am pumped up because gary's giving me the chills and those are god bumps lining up with a lot of the core values and that's what we're trying to establish. These beatitudes are the new core values or the revamped or the cleaned up core values. If you never had these values, then you need them. Or if you've lost these values or don't understand them, that's why we read the Bible and we listen to things like these podcasts that help inform us. How do we choose those? You choose those things by the fruit of the people that you're listening to. And then, obviously, if they're connected with Scripture. So at this point, we're going to move into Scripture. I have one that's dear to my heart. And I'm going to go to Josh, though, first. Mm. Because I like to dump it on him when he's not expecting it.
1: Yeah, when I'm reading.
0: (laughs) So, Josh, second half here. We've heard enough of the street stories and the past life. What are some of the verses or a couple of the verses that we can give to the people here today... That talk about the importance of mercy in our lives.
1: Well, the one that immediately stood out was that Matthew, the parable of the unmerciful servant. I don't know.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey, we don't need to, you know, we don't need to <laughs> dig too deep. That's the beauty behind the the, the Bible, man. It's
1: but, but the one thing. I like, to to the measure which you forgive others is the measure that you are also forgiven. I think it's in John. I think. Okay, um, But it's all through the New Testament. And this parable, though, is it's just what we're talking about. So I want to talk a little bit about that and a little bit about what John Calvin had to say about it. Um, Go for it. The great theologian. Read it. <laughs> Read it up, bro. All right. Chop it up. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. uh It starts, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. As the king began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay... The master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. And at this, the servant fell on his knees before him and he said, please be patient with me. He begged and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, 10,000 bags of gold, let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had had on you? In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Mm. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Mm. You said that mercy is the power to heal or the power to condemn, right? The power to give or the power to take, the power to say. So this is where the power is given, is from our heart. I might not have the power to physically do something to you, but I can condemn you within my heart. Mm -hmm. I can never see you again for the rest of our lives. And I might just, it's like walking around with a hot coal waiting to see it and throw it at you. but John Calvin wrote, and in his commentaries, um, he was really t- was talking about the, par- the, the how it's paradox to, to how the world sees mercy and, and what the judgment of men should be. And to to show mercy, I will be given mercy. In the eyes of the world, that's paradoxical. It doesn't make sense because it seems as though in today's society that people are held in pretty high esteem, who are able to disregard Mm -hmm. the afflictions of others, Mm -hmm. right, and take care of their own stuff. Like, I I can consult and ease myself and block out the, the, the afflictions and distresses of other people, and it's almost like people are revered who do that. The no drama llama. I understand no drama, but how far are you running from it? Mm -hmm. Like, is it just all about you? You take care of yourself Mm -hmm. awfully good. Uh, And then he goes on to say, Christ says that those those are happy who are not only prepared to endure their own afflictions, but to take a share in the afflictions of others who assist the wretched, who willingly take part with those who are in distress who clothe themselves, as it were, with the same affections, that they may be more readily disposed to render them assistance. That these things are stored with God. When we do these things, what's, what's, what's the passage in Matthew? Uh, you were in prison, and I visited you. Mm-hmm. You were hungry, and I fed you. You were naked, and I clothed you. Even if the world is looking at me like, look at that idiot. I don't know. Giving, I had somebody say I was out of my mind for how much I tithe at my church. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I didn't ask you to tithe that amount. <laughs> That's just what I do. Because I know where that money goes. I've done my research. And, and like, somebody might look at, at, at me and, and what I tithe as being an idiot or being dumb or maybe not making good financial decisions. But my decisions to give and to show mercy and to forgive are being stored in heaven. Mm. They're being stored in heaven, and that's going to return to me and, and, and affect me in a positive way way more than the negative is going to affect me from somebody who wants to condemn me in their heart and not sure. show me mercy. You know, like, I, I, <clears throat> I got to keep the lights on in my church. Somebody does. You yeah, know, that's, that's where it comes from. I mean, even, even with, with what we do for Ride for Life, like, we re- it requires help. Yes, sir. And and the way that the world tends to view people who are merciful, I think, needs some some examining. It needs fixed. But the way that I need to view it is exactly like like the servant. Like, what do I deserve? If I want to just put my fury and lash out at people and not forgive people and hate people and resent people and condemn people, what do I deserve? I'm not going to make it far, Scott. Right. I'm not going to make it far, Gary. I'm not. It's the quality of life, right? It's, it's really, it, the, the
0: whole in for me was I wanted to change and continue to change the quality of life. And I always like to stress, picking off what you said about a heart condition. <clears throat> it took me so long. I felt it in my heart. But my mind, unfortunately, when it starts in the heart, it kind of has to work through your mind. And that's when people stop because it never goes any further. I really started having to reflect And one of my biggest prayers, and you'll find this in the Bible as well, is to soften my heart, to purify my heart. It, it, you need that heart transplant. And it's a, it's, it's a process, because my mind and my thoughts were horrible. When I was saved, I was still thinking, stinking thinking. Oh.
1: Mm. In my to, mind can become a factory of some really great, terrible ideas. The, the, best, yeah. the best way to start changing that
0: <coughs> is to take action. It's not going to just come to you at the door by UPS delivery or Amazon. It comes by educating yourself and diving into a relationship with Christ and continuing to do so with fellowship. Iron sharpens iron. Potatoes don't sharpen potatoes, I don't think. No, they so, slap off each other. Right, right. So if <laughs> you want to be a couch potato and hang out with other couch potato? Nothing's going to happen. You need to take a change, and we need to make changes in our lives. So that's the beauty behind a walk with Christ, is you'll start to find out when you set off in the morning, like you said, before we leave, and what I always preach to my kids or to my family or to the inmates tonight or to the people at Hope House, the way we start our day is everything. I know as an addict, I started in the uproar and it was 10 times worse by the time I, I ended that night. And I think every addict will agree with that. Amen. <laughs> and a lot of them don't even, can't even agree with it because they're gone. Right. And if they could go back, I'm sure they would change it. So we have to take that action and it starts in the morning. And right now, I'm challenging all of you that are listening, that are questioning it, the, 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 the question is simple. Do you want a better life? Do you want more blessing? Then we have to do more. We have to do differently than what we've been doing. And we're not comparing ourselves to, to anybody else out there. We're just comparing yourselves. That's what I love about Christ. You know, when I started working, it was just a little bit better, Scott. A little bit better. And like you said, it, just, it starts with the cutting off of cars. It starts on Facebook. It starts with your family. It starts as soon as you get out of that bed. Actually, it should start when you open up your eyes, right? Yeah. And right away, recognize that the devil wants to steal your day, but God wants to bless your day. And it's up to you right then to choose which way you want to go. And so after you say, yeah, I want to go with, the, with God, then that's when we start implementing these beatitudes. Well, it takes the humility, which is poor in spirit, first of all. That mourning period that we have to go through is actually a blessing because it encourages us not to do it wrong anymore. And God loves when we cry over things that we've screwed up in our past life because that is a taste of reality. He can't work with lies and deceit and people that are in denial. You can't be blessed if you're in denial. If you're getting high and you're wondering why you lost your job or or why things are coming down in your household... um, Stop getting like high, stupid
1: parole officer. Always wants to give me a beat. <laughs> right, right. You know, for the first
0: time in my life, it was so nice. I, you know, I, I don't have to worry about what other people are saying because I'm doing the right thing today. And people will still say what they're going to say, but it doesn't have an effect on me anymore because I'm doing things right. So if somebody's paranoid about what somebody's saying, or or somebody might be, you know, the old prison thing is they're 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 uh, snitching on me. No. And I brought it up last night. I wish somebody would have snitched on several of my friends that are dead from drug overdose. I wish somebody would have stepped up and snitched on them that morning and said, Scott, this dude's got a problem. He's high. He needs help. Nobody snitched on a lot of those guys. None of them. And they're all dead now. It's not a matter of snitching. Jesus gives us new rules that don't conform with the world. And that's what you were bringing up, Josh. The world has it backwards. You know, they celebrate those that aren't merciful or or the ones that aren't compassionate, the ones that step on everybody. But I can tell you this, I know where those people are. They're they're the most miserable people on the planet, right? So anyways, all we're saying is, and all I'm challenging everybody today that's listening to this for the next part of your life is to show mercy. Start it right now. Start it within yourself, within your family. When you walk out the door, I hope there's a challenge ahead of you when you're driving. When you want to be angry and and punish or harm somebody, one of the, the, the hardest things for me to do and what my elders told me to do is, Scott, keep your mouth shut. That's the first step of mercy. Don't fire back. Right? And that's what you did. You know, you started and then your wife was like, boom, and then you, the, the spirit came over you. That's walking in Christ, brother. And I love that story so much. As simple as it may seem, it does happen in pizza shops, gas stations, on the roads. You know, a lot of people are focused on these big things in courtrooms and prison and, and drug counseling and all that. Yeah, it does happen there. But the reason why it's gotten that far out of control is because it never was sniped out at the beginning. And that starts right now or when we get up in the morning. So if we want to be shown mercy, which we already have been given that huge benefit. Real quick, before I get Gary's final out and and Josh's final out, the the scripture that I brought to the table today is Isaiah 53.5. One of the most endearing moments of my life was when I first became a believer, I watched The Passion of the Christ. And all I knew was that everybody complained it was too bloody, this too gory walking on, this and that. And that's why I never watched in my past life, aside from the fact that I was an atheist. But anyways, it was exactly what I needed. And anybody that gives their life to the Lord, I say, go rent that movie or download it and watch it. See what Jesus did on your behalf today. See the punishment that he took. Watch all those blows. Watch all the the blood flow and the the flesh be torn and the people spitting on him and that crown of thorns digging into his head. If I have a definition of mercy, is he did that for you. He did that for all of us. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. So out of being crushed and pierced, and that's just like doesn't even get into the, how bad it really was. We get the peace. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's truly crazy. And I had so much peace and cried and cried watching that film. And by his wounds, we are healed. Like, how does that happen?
2: Go. It's crazy that you mentioned the peace. Like, that's the biggest thing where I said I was looking. I had a void that needed filled. Now I have a happiness and a peace that I never knew existed. Like... That's I may struggle financially, but I have a wealth uh, like that I never knew You're existed. You're rich, bro. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you you reminded me of this the one time we talked. I told you, struggling. You were like, wealth is not just about money, and I'm, that's really stuck with me. I'm mm. like, I have a happiness and a peace that I didn't know exist, didn't know existed, and I tried to fill it with so much mm. crap in the world, and it's it's ama- it's baffling. Gary, I love you, bro.
0: Thank you so much for coming, and, and, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to, to the rest of our day here. That is our mission statement for life, whether it's the podcast or Ride for Life, our life in Christ. It is true freedom and peace, peace of mind that will exceed everything else. Whether you're going through a struggle or you think you're, you're having heartache or headache, There's just an amazing peace that we've all heard from Josh and Gary and myself. And I can't reinforce it enough. The life in Christ. The heartaches and headaches will always be there. But the peace is what I lacked from my last life. And the lack of peace is what caused me to seek the world and its solutions that didn't work. Josh. Any final thoughts on this beautiful
1: podcast? Yes, yeah, so we can go outside. i put the sunroof down. Let's go. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> pardon me. And uh, the one we did on um, Blessed are the Meek. Mm-hmm. For they shall inherit the earth. We talked a lot about what it means to be meek and uh, being submissive. And we said that uh, to be meek is to be submissive but not spineless. <clears throat> that Jesus wasn't spineless. Um so I do want to kind of add that to mercy too. Be merciful but not a floor mat. Thank you. It's important because it is. there's there are some people who will take really, advantage of they it. They really and they really gauge themselves on how much they can do for others and how much happiness they are bringing someone else <laughs> and therefore they 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 restrict their ability to grow in the Lord and just it was important for me for whatever reason to point that out that to be merciful does not mean that you are to be a floor mat there is also right and wrong and the bible gives us wonderful lessons on uh, how we are to approach somebody to hold them accountable for their actions or their words or something which i'm sure we'll get into one day but just for now you can be merciful but also understand what a healthy boundary is and and use christ's as that example in one minute he's helping a girl achieve mercy who was about to be stoned to death for adultery and he just looked at the crowd and said all right well whoever's without sin cast the first stone (laughs) what do you deserve you know to knowing when Something was being used for for not and flipping tables over in a marketplace. Sure, he was merciful, but mm-hmm. he also wasn't a floorman. I love that analogy there. Thank you for bringing it up because
0: it is something that I, I had an opportunity to deal with last night. In in. In the famous words of Kenny Rogers, and I had to look this up because I always get it wrong. Give it up for Kenny Rogers. People, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. And you got to know when to run. 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 The best way to know that is to get dialed in with Jesus Christ and to have mentors in your life that can help you with those decisions. So I'm always in communication. I knew at the beginning that I didn't know anything. Right? And that was the best place I could be. (laughs) I was an infant in this world. So I needed people to help me make decisions. So have a team, have a village around you. So if there's any big merciful states that you're kind of hanging in there and this happens with enablers, right? Like too much mercy is actually a death wish on somebody. Not a wish, but you get it. So that is a perfect example You got to be wise and you need to be plugged in with Christ and he will, I guarantee you this, he'll let you know when the Kenny Rogers song is in place. So thank you all for listening up. One last thing before we leave. We're going to close out in prayer as we usually do. And we're going to do a call out for those right now that are non-believers, those that are believers, those that are getting high, or those that are drunk, those that are listening to this podcast or watching us on Facebook Live. If you are down and out, if you want change in your life, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're sick and suffering, if you've harmed your children or your family or your spouse or your, your, your whatever, and you want out, there is a solution. Josh and I wouldn't be coming on here. We wouldn't be be going to a prison tonight. God wouldn't even bother saving me if there wasn't an answer. Gary wouldn't have come here today.
1: Things don't got to get
0: worse. Things don't have to get worse. There is a solution. That's why we do what we do. So right now, we go into a prayer. You have to ask him to come into your heart. So right now, we bow our heads and people... It, whether you're a believer or not, or you're struggling, or, or, or you're, you're well-to-do, or you're perfect peace, you can't do this enough. We pray, Father God, come into my heart. Make us the people you want us to be. Father God, give us the understanding, the love, the wisdom. Give us the strength to show mercy. Let us know what it truly means. Father, I just ask you to put every mind that's listening to us right now in your hand to give all of us that moment of peace, that taste of your Holy Spirit. Father God, I ask you to soften our hearts, to start listening to our hearts because you exist in our hearts, to move past the negativity or the devil in our mind that might be working on us to follow our hearts so that we can follow follow you and fall in love with you. Father God, I ask you to give us all the strength to dive deeper into a relationship with you, to dive deeper into reading and a relationship with the Bible. Father God, I just ask you to put a blessing over everybody that's listening to this podcast right now to save us from ourselves to walk with us, to remind us to walk with you, to remind us to ask you to go before us every morning that we get up from here on out, 10 times a day, 20 times a day. Help us not fall into our actions based on our first thought, but to take a deep breath and to think about you and what you would do and then take action. And to put people around us that can help us take that deep breath. So Father, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for all the listeners. I thank you for Gary. Just put an extra blessing on his life and just thank him so much. Let his family and friends and all those people know that he's doing a great thing just joining us here today. Let them feel the spirit flow through. Put a blessing on Josh and everything that he's facing here today. That he continues the journey alongside of me and just, just to put a blessing on his life supernaturally, on his mind. And Father, we just ask you to bless the Ride for Life mission, this podcast, and just get it into the ears of those that need it right now. We do all things in Jesus' name. We all say amen. 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 All right, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next, next time. time. There it is, there it is.
2: Ooh! <laughs>